0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. Today is Sunday, October 15th in the year 2023 and I am Deb McBride recording this from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And I hope that you all got a chance to experience the eclipse yesterday. I know it wasn't visible in all areas of the world, but we got to see it yesterday here, and it was really beautiful. I didn't see the entire ring. You could actually see that on the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. But right here in the garden, we did a really good job with our eclipse glasses, looking at the eclipse, seeing it, experiencing it. It was really beautiful, and it is an experience that is not to be missed when they happen in your region. So don't ever miss the chance to see an eclipse if it does happen by you. And of course, someone like me is gonna be interested in needing to see the eclipse because that's what I do. (laughs) So in the meantime, I had my Eclipse Masterclass, The Energetics of Eclipses, last Tuesday, the 10th of October, and it was very lovely and a wonderful time. And it's still available for you to purchase for $33. And I highly advise it because we have another eclipse coming on the 28th. And that one is going to be with Jupiter. It's gonna be a different energy than this. And I can tell you that it's valuable to have this information because I talked a lot about the eclipse corridor that we're in now. I gave the do's and don'ts. I explained, you know, what the nature of eclipses is and why they are the way they are and why they're intense and what determines when we're going to have an eclipse. So I invite you, contact me. Deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com to purchase the masterclass, only $33. Mm -hmm. And at the masterclass, before the eclipse, I announced my latest project, my latest immersion that I'm going to give in mid-November. It's called Creation Immersion. And this is a workshop. It's going to be four days, two in one week, two in the next, and possibly five days, because we may need it of how to create content and educational offers. So if you have things you wanna go out there and you wanna start creating content, I highly advise you take this workshop. It'll be in a month and it's gonna be where you decide what you want to share and how to create an offer and bring it to life and present it to an audience and how to get that audience and what to do and some of those things, but creating something becoming a content creator this is this is what we're going to be doing so i invite you it's 333 so the other thing is 33 and this is 333 and it's going to be me with you side by side hands on together we'll go through this and i will help you create and again if you'd like to purchase this and join us you can go email me Deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com, or you can go to directly to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, and go to book online, and these options are available both for the masterclass and this creation immersion. So please join me, it'll be great fun. So that eclipse, <laughs> you know, it was for me a series of crazy situations and the energy was so intense and the energy was so nonstop that it's, you know, it's always this, it's always this experience of intensity and rapid fire events and rapid fire conversations and stuff happening simultaneously that you don't want to happen simultaneously. And, or it's like one big thing that knocks you off kilter and this is the nature of eclipses we don't ever really know what they're going to exactly be because they have an element of surprise to them for me every day every day i needed to calm my nervous system every day and this energy was so intense with the pluto going direct on tuesday And plus all the other stuff I talked about, go back to last weekend's podcast, you'll hear it. It was too much, too much. Pluto going direct and pulling things out of the underworld and putting them out there for all of us to see. This was too, too much. I had computer computer issues. Wednesday, I was working on my computer, and all of a sudden, I get this message: "No backups since September 27th." And I'm like, "This is not good." <laughs> so why is this? So, I checked my airport time capsule, and basically, it told me that the internal hard drive where I was backing up everything has died. So, I had to back up other ways: Dropbox, iCloud, etc. Which, as a new backup, take forever. They're still backing up from Wednesday. <laughs> and, you know, and then I was in a session on Thursday, so I was backing up, and I was freaked out, and that my computer hasn't been backed up, and on Thursday, I was in a session, and the computer died at the end of the session, like, crashed. Now, obviously, it didn't die completely, thank God, but I... (laughs) The computer crashed, and I was like, oh, no, not now. (laughs) Not with no backup for two weeks. So I had to go reboot the computer and thank God everything was fine. But maybe it was just too much for the poor computer (laughs) backing up in two places, which still continued to back up. Um, So that was not a welcome event. But things like this that are a little harebrained and make you a little crazy, while you're trying to get things done in your day happening simultaneously. Not good. I was trying to go into a meeting the other day. The pharmacy that was delivering my thyroid medicine was coming at the moment that I was going into the meeting. Couldn't he was supposed to come earlier. He didn't get there earlier. He didn't know where I was. He was trying to find it. Couldn't find it. I had to put the guard on the phone to tell him and describe it. And then he showed up and I was late for not very late, a little late for my meeting. So these were these were the kinds of things. And a really fun thing, and I'm being sarcastic, you know that, was that I you know I I had to get up in the morning go into the garden and stand on the earth okay and that's what I did to ground myself and let all this electricity flying through me go back to mother nature and that was amazing and I have to keep doing it right but you know I would go out in the garden first thing in the morning and what do I find I found that the raccoons came through my garden during the night and left me presents Okay? And you know what those presents were. So twice in the past week and then this morning, a big present. Lots of, a couple of presents actually. Not a good thing. So that caused me to have to take care of that stuff. So this has been, this is what I mean about eclipses. They bring surprise events. Everything is erratic. The animals feel them as well. I was surprised my cat didn't go hide in the closet. But the raccoons definitely felt it because they're doing things that they don't normally do. And they're like acting out of character and I have to find a way to discourage this. That's going to be real fun. Um, but you know, this is the nature of eclipses, (laughs) weird, wacky, bizarre stuff going on. And it's really not something that is, um, easy to get through, but we have to navigate it. And I talk all about that in my, in my masterclass, but, going outside, standing on the earth, which is a really good ritual to do for anyone. But for me particularly, it was really very pleasant and um, it really helped me a lot. And so I had to keep regulating my nervous system throughout the day. I would go outside, close my eyes, stand on the earth, go out and stand in the sun, connect with the sun, you know, connect with nature. Very important. So this is something that, that is great to do during an eclipse. So In the meantime, we are not finished with eclipse season because we have a new eclipse coming on the 28th, which is a Saturday, not this coming Saturday, not yesterday, which was one eclipse, but the next following Saturday, the 28th. And this is something that we want to just pay attention to. I don't think the energy is going to be the same, but we'll see. We're not there yet, right? And in the meantime, we have a little bit of a quieter week and thankfully for that, because we do need calibration time after an eclipse and after Pluto going direct. Now, remember what I said about Pluto. Pluto is now headed towards Aquarius. And if you are in Aquarius, you're probably noticing this. If you are remembering events that you experienced that were a little different back at the end of March to the beginning of June, those events may come back to you and hopefully they were good ones um the end of march the beginning of june that whole section of time pluto was in aquarius and now it's going back to aquarius but it won't get there till january but it doesn't matter it's like the the torch has been lit now we're heading towards aquarius and this is a big deep transit it's a big deep transit and pluto is still squaring the nodes And that was part of the eclipse as well. So there's something transformative going on. But Pluto is going to finish squaring the nodes as of the end of October. So that's something that uh, we should be aware of. It is something about the experience of um, changing direction, acknowledging what's fulfilling to you and going in that direction, it there is some faded transformation going on here. So pay attention to that. It's very important. You may think back to earlier in you know June when this all kind of started and these last months, July, August, September, now this is there's been some deep movement in your life and things going to shift and help you get to the next level of your life that's what Pluto does it helps us transform our lives we don't we don't want to see it as a bad thing I think Pluto and Capricorn has been difficult I've said that before I think it's been hard but you know it's a it's a sign ruled by Saturn and Saturn's got limitations and restrictions and duty discipline so Pluto Pluto wanted some sort of discipline while it was in that sign. Now it's going to be it's going to be freedom oriented. I do think Pluto in Aquarius is going to be really fascinating and interesting and deeply freeing and people are going to be starving for independence and freedom as they experience this Pluto and Aquarius they're going to want to get their soul free okay and this is going to be a very profound experience and we're going to get a great taste of it next year Pluto will still step into Capricorn a little bit at the end of next year but we are going to really start being aware of a shifting in the collective okay it's been complicated in the collective Obviously, for the last week, it's been very complicated. It's been complicated for a year and a half, too. As you know, things in the world are rocky. And we just have to, if we find our sense of peace, if we find our sense of serenity and what gives us happiness and joy and fulfillment, we are bringing that to the world. So it's really important now to stay true to yourself no, like no other time. Before in your life, it's important to stay true to yourself and do what's fulfilling and makes you happy. Because the more happiness you bring to the world, the more right action you bring to the world. The, we can't change everything. We can't. We can't change people in faraway places. But we can do our part for contributing to the collective and to collective joy and happiness. And the more we bring that to the world, the better chance the collective has to finding that for everyone. So not easy. Not going to change everybody. Not in a minute, for sure. But you got to do right by yourself and take right action. In the meantime, this week we get the Sun and Mercury are going to be conjunct in Libra. And that's Thursday the 19th. And that's a very... Um, interesting you know they don't they conjunct every now and again they are you know the mercury and the sun conjunct often enough in the year because they travel very closely to one another and they do it every now and again and it it's interesting because it's in an air sign so air signs work well with mercury because they're intellectual mercury is a planet of intellect and so while mercury does not rule libra or have any sort of any real association with Libra, it does function well there. And the sun to Mercury there brings us a place of understanding and connecting with um, a certain level of aesthetic and aesthetic thought and, you know, seeking balance, seeking harmony, you know, in our and seeking harmony in your mind. And that's a really, really good thing to look for. So that's a good key this week, seeking harmony in your thoughts, trying to get the noise out of your head, seeking peace in your mind, peace of mind, and peace in your body, and finding the harmony for yourself. Because as the Sun and Mercury get together, they are going to be affecting Pluto at the end of Capricorn. So Mercury is going to challenge Pluto on Friday. So in the midst of seeking balance and peace, we have to own some of our own darkness because Pluto brings up what's in the underworld and what is not seen in normal life. It brings up our Darknesses and our unconsciouses, and the things that we don't necessarily want to contend with, but that do exist. So, you've always got dark, you've always got light, can't always be a light all the time, that's not going to happen. And simultaneously, you can't be dark all the time either. So, what you need to be aware of is the balance of good thoughts, illuminative thoughts, which is the Sun and Mercury together, and then this challenge to Pluto with. Mercury's challenging it on Friday and then the sun challenging Pluto on Saturday. So a week after the eclipse, the nodes, the eclipse, the eclipse was definitely bringing some Plutonian energies in because it was going to challenge Pluto a few hours after the eclipse. And now the sun finally, because the sun moves slower than the moon, the sun and Mercury are finally going and challenging Pluto, similar to what would have happened on the eclipse. Now, to me, energies today were still a little bit wacky. But you may still feel those energies of the eclipse Friday, Saturday of the coming week. Okay, so just be aware of this. All right, they are, they are uncomfortable things. Sometimes Mercury and Pluto together brings really good strategic thoughts and can be really good in, you know, managing things like your business, um, also, it's very like therapeutic to clear out the old thoughts that get in our way, our old unconscious patterns, but you have to be aware of it. You've got to straddle the light in the dark uh, next weekend, okay? And it seems like we're always doing that, right? <laughs> so then what's going to happen is that Mercury is going to enter Scorpio on Saturday, the 21st, and then... Uh, October 23rd, which is Monday, which we'll talk about next week, the sun will enter Scorpio. So Libra season will come to an end. This is the last full week of Libra season. Okay. We are moving now out of Libra season and we're going to move into Scorpio season. So Mercury is going to step into Scorpio first. So that's going to be more water in the sky because Scorpio is a water sign. Mars is already in Scorpio and Mars likes to be in Scorpio. So Mercury, Mercury doesn't hate being in Scorpio. It's, It's sort of indifferent. But Mercury takes on a different tone once it goes into Scorpio. It gets more sarcastic it gets a little bit wisecracking and it is very sharp-tongued okay so mercury and scorpio can be a little bit ow why did you say that Ooh, and it's okay it's only for a couple of weeks before mercury goes into sag which is fun loving sag now mercury in scorpio can also be very strategic great for business acumen, great for uh, sort of really penetrating to the depths of something you're studying. It's great for mysteries. It's great for research. It's great for probing beneath the surface and getting to the bottom of a matter. If you are a psychotherapist, you're going to find that very helpful. This is a good psychotherapy kind of aspect of Mercury going into Scorpio, this planetary placement. Um, It is really good for getting deep into the matters of why something's going on or getting deep into your own psyche, doing some really deep emotional homework. Scorpio is deep and penetrating. That's what we like about Scorpio. Scorpio gets a bad reputation. And I've said this before on this podcast, Scorpio can get a bad reputation. They get, you know, oh, they're vengeful, they're mean, they're this, they're that. No, they are deep and penetrating and they are loyal, loyal, loyal people. I've always found Scorpios to be, uh, you know, salt of the earth people for the most part. There's bad Aquarians. I can say that, it's my sign. There's bad Scorpios, there's bad everything. We've got the dark and the light, again, always. And some people choose to express it differently. So maybe you don't know um, too many Scorpios in your life, but the Scorpios that I have encountered are mostly salt of the earth people. They're sincere, they're deep, they're loyal. If you are not loyal to them, and if you do anything disloyal to them, or... You cross them in any way, that's when the Scorpio stings. Okay, so don't give them a bad reputation unless, you know, unless they sting you unnecessarily. But you have to understand the nature of Scorpio So you, you, they're going to be a little sarcastic. They're going to be deep and penetrating. But they're, they're very smart people and they are really great in business. They're ambitious. You know, if you get somebody with a good amount of Scorpio and Capricorn, boy, they can just take over the world. They're they really good at running a business. They just have that knowledge. You know, Scorpio rules the eighth house. The eighth house is other people's money. So they know how to like bank and, and make bank, right? <laughs> they know how to do all those things they know how to like they're good with like the stock market and stuff because they have instincts scorpio is very intuitive so it's um it's good when we get into scorpio season it's not a depressing time of year i know halloween it's kind of dark and we in costa rica and any latin countries they celebrate the day of the dead um the 1st, the 2nd of November, it's really to honor the ancestors. And Scorpio understands that. That's their time of the year. It's, you know, it's a sign of transformation. They understand the deeper qualities of loss and transformation. And sometimes I have found that Scorpios are, you know, people who go through something in their life very deep and profound and life-changing. And sometimes it's just they go through something. And so, you know, you don't see other signs going through it the way a Scorpio does. And they have to own it. And they have resilience of things that, you know, you just don't even understand. There's a depth and there's a resilience to them that you have to give them an enormous amount of credit for. Because they are deeply, deeply, profoundly uh transformational resurrection they can resurrect after something deeply transformative they just come back to life so wow if anybody can teach you about transformation and resurrection and renaissance it's a scorpio remember that so that's a profound thing that they bring to the world so we will have We will have the sun going into Scorpio Monday the 23rd and we're going to have Mercury going into Scorpio Saturday the 21st. And you'll notice the shift in energies from Libra to Scorpio and how this is something that we um, embrace every year. In the northern hemispheres you have autumn and that's when everything kind of dies off and gets ready for winter. And so just be aware of like the die-off of something. It is a time when we let something go. It is a time of releasing. So we're entering the time of releasing. Now that south node eclipse the other day, because that's was the south node in Libra that we've been experiencing, that had something to do with releasing also. So a lot of releasing is going on right now. We do it every year in the autumn, but this has been a powerful punch because of the south node with the eclipse okay so this is this is something to just be aware of and what can you release now what is it that no longer works for you in your life where can you clear something out and resurrect something where can you bring something back to life or where can you release things that you no longer need because this is the season of doing that where can you honor your ancestors because as we get into these next weeks and you know early november from late october we go to the time of honoring the ancestors as i mentioned so honoring the ancestors is always a powerful powerful thing thanking them having gratitude for them that they they help to give you life so this is a deep moment when we thank our ancestors and have gratitude for them and acknowledge what we have the good things we have from them and then you know some of the things we always clearing ancestral patterns is always a good thing to do especially this time of year okay so when you are aware oh i've carried this for generation these generations of whatever it mean whatever it means poverty consciousness um it could be you know warrior consciousness maybe you don't want to be fighting a war all the time maybe your ancestors were always fighting a war maybe it's that maybe it's some sort of uh, consciousness that you don't really need in your life but it for them it was a protective measure so anything it's time to look at this as we go into the latter part of the year and we go into Scorpio season look at what you are carrying that no longer suits your life, that may have been suitable for your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your parents, what was maybe a protective measure for them, but doesn't work in today's world for you, and it's been holding you back. This is one of the great gifts of Scorpio, is to be able to look at these things and say, I want to transform this, I want to release it, I want to transform it into something you know, beneficial for myself and I want to let go of all the things I don't need for my life. And I honor my ancestors for using these abilities and skills and patterns that may have been useful for them. I don't judge them. I just don't need them, those kinds of things in my life. So that's very important as we move through into the season of Scorpio. We do have a lovely aspect happening on Saturday, the 21st of Venus in Virgo making a lovely trine to Jupiter in Taurus that's beautiful that's a beautiful thing that's something that doesn't happen very often it happens you know maybe twice a year if we're lucky yeah they kind of move into that trine together but this is great now Venus in Virgo is you know she's practical she's hard-working she's loyal she's She's not all romantic. She's not all like flowers and sunshine. She's, she's practical. Those are her good qualities. And she's there for you, and she's a good support system. If you want the job done right, you hire a Virgo. Okay, so Venus, while it's not her favorite sign, getting the blessings of Jupiter Is a really good thing, and I have a good feeling about that aspect. And so, it will be something special to look forward to next Saturday, the 21st, as you know, Venus and Jupiter make this lovely relationship to one another. Jupiter being the planet of abundance and the planet of expansion, this is a great time to do a little bit of expansive work, right? A little bit things where do you want to expand in your life? Just be aware that Venus and Jupiter together can make you feel like you've got all sorts of uh, abundance, which is good, but don't take it to the point of overspending, okay? Because Venus and Jupiter can do that. Oh, I can spend this money that I don't have yet. I'm getting it next week. (laughs) So just... Be aware of your spending and just use it as a great time to, you know, connect with people. It's great for getting together with friends, connecting with your family, uh, doing things that are beautiful for your home, creating aesthetic in your life, really good for all those things. We like that. And then Mercury, as it enters Scorpio next weekend, we're going to see Mercury Make a lovely relationship to Saturn. So I think Mercury's pretty busy this week, you know, changing signs, meeting with the Sun, squaring Pluto, and then it's going to trine Saturn. So if you do some big thinking, strategizing, connecting to new ideas the experience of mercury then trining saturn is like you know sunday you'll feel it but then monday too you can put it to good use mercury to saturn is very useful and practical even though they're in water signs scorpio and pisces this can be something you know practical around your emotions practical around your feelings practical in the way of understanding why you feel the way you do you know Mercury and Saturn in, an, in a nice trine like that, a flowing aspect, gives us a place to really do some good journaling, good, get good ideas, get new ideas, something that can be workable and usable in our lives. It also helps us own responsibility very well. And also, since it's in water signs, take emotional responsibility for ourselves. So that's a very important thing to bear in mind. And that's it for this week. I invite you to join me if you'd like to have a session, and you can book it on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, book online. You can join me in expansion mentoring, which is a three-month, six-month, or 12-month cooperation, co-creation. And you can email me about that if you'd like, deb at debmcbride.com, info at the golden astrologer.com. And also you'll find th- my stories and my Instagram reels and posts on Instagram, The golden Astrologer. And I welcome you to my creation immersion. That'll be happening in November. And anything else that you might be interested in, you can always DM me or send me an email. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful, much calmer week ahead where we shift from Libra. And by the time I see you next week, it'll be the end of Libra. And before we go into Scorpio. So thank you again, one and all, much love, beautiful week.